0: we know that. Lord, empty me of myself, fill me with your love, fill me with your words that I can speak them today. Lord, we just love you. We can't wait to see you in your name. Amen. Um, last week, now I'm going to have to do this by memory because I thought, no, nah, I don't need to remember that because it'll be on the screen. So last week, last week Neil got us all to say, be the kind of person you want the person you are looking for. No, that's not right. Hang on, let me try that again. Let me try that again. Be the kind of person the person you're looking for is looking for. Everyone remember that? It's kind of a tongue twister. When I made the posters, it's written on the posters. When I made the posters, I had to read it like eight times just to try and understand it. And it's, be the kind of person the person you're looking for is looking for. And I went, okay, Neil got you guys all to say that last week. So I'm going to get you guys to say something this week, all right? So you're going to have to listen because it's not on the screen. All right, here we go. Gentlemen, gentlemen, can I get you to say, God wants me to have an incredible life. Ready? One, two, three. All right, thank you very much. Not too bad. I know you can probably do better. If it was in primary school, the roof would have come off the place. Now, I want to try it again because I want your ears to hear your voice say it. All right, gentlemen, we'll try it again. God wants me to have an incredible life. All right, ready? One, two, three. That's oh, getting better. That's great. All right, ladies, same thing. Same thing. I want your ears to hear your mouth say this. All right? God wants me to have an incredible life. Ready? One, two, three. That was pretty good. All right. We find, and I'm sorry it's not on the screen, all that kind of stuff, but if you've got your phone, if you've got your Bible, if you've got anything, if you can share, do whatever you want to do. I'm going to try and read them out, but we'll see how we go. But um, we find in Jeremiah 29.11, now this is where the Israelites have been in Babylon captivity, and Jeremiah is the chosen prophet of that time. And Jeremiah has been chosen and he's been told this message. And this message from Jeremiah 29.11 is quite famous. So Jeremiah 29.11, and it says something simple. And it's a message from God. And you can't get much clearer than this because it says, For I know the plans, this is God talking, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, and plans to give you hope for a future. Awesome text. Awesome text. And quite often people just leave it there, they don't get the backstory that it's from Babylon. And, and the Israelites are having issues, as they always seem to do, that God has given them, given them this awesome message, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for your future, and it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be full of hope, and it's going to be totally wicked. And the best thing about the Bible news is that exact same promise from Jeremiah 29, affects us today. I don't care how old you are, I don't care where you are we've got a little one down here, we've got older ones around the place, I won't point them out Graham. Um, have got older ones around the place I don't care where you are in the stage of your life, God still has a plan that you haven't seen yet God still has an awesome plan to unfold in your life but there's an opposite force. Whenever there's a, there's a positive reaction, there's always another reaction. And we know it from movies, they're always dressed in black. They're not the white ninjas, they're not the good ninjas, they're the black ninjas. It's evil. It's evil. And, and Satan, if God wants this awesome plan full of hope and freedom, and, and all those kinds of things. Of course, down the other end of the scale, we've got Satan. I'm just walking around a lot because I've got one of these step counters. And so I'm just counting steps. as I go. But down this end of the scale, we have the evil force. And he doesn't want hope. And he doesn't want you to have a bright future. He doesn't want you to have freedom. And so we find ourselves with some good news and that's what we opened with today. We find ourselves with some great news that God's incredible plan for you is freedom and hope and happiness and life. God's plan for you over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years is freedom, is hope, is happiness, is life. God's plan for you finishing high school is hope, love, happiness, freedom, finishing uni, freedom, For your relationships, freedom. For your marriage is freedom. For your family is freedom. But, once again, there's a but. I want you all, for those of you that have Bibles, and I'll try and read it out to you. For those of you that have Bibles, 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 3. And we are kicking it old school today. So I'm going to track it down. For those of you who don't have a Bible, just a side note. For those of you that don't have a Bible, and you'd like one, come and see us at Chaplaincy. We've got tons sitting on the, on the counter for you to peruse and whatever else because if you don't have a Bible and you can't get in depth, find someone to study with, all that kind of stuff. Grab a Bible, read it. It's awesome. And find someone to study with because they challenge you, they ask you questions, and, and you ask them questions, and it's great to do it together. You see, the Bible is totally off my notes, as in I'm way over here again. The Bible is like a band-aid. I only learnt this a couple of years ago. The Bible's like a band-aid. If you've got a cut and you grab a band-aid but you hold the band-aid way out here, it's not going to do much good for your cut. But if you put the band-aid on the cut, the cut's potentially going to heal a bit quicker. Yeah? And the Bible's exactly the same. The Bible is exactly the same in the sense that if you hold it way out here and it looks good up on the bench or it looks good on the coffee table but you never open the thing, it's not going to heal your cut. Anyway, back on this. Um, that gave me enough time to actually find it. A little tip for the New Testament is that all the tea books are together. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's how I learned it. All right, so First um, Thessalonians 4 and verse 3. Here we go. Let's get into it. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. So let me put that in Simo words. It is God's will that you should be free. It's God's will that you should be holy. It is God's will that you should be happy and you should experience freedom. Then it continues. That you should avoid sexual immorality. And then I've, everyone's just gone, sexual immorality. We've been doing this Blurred Lines thing for a while. Last week, Neil talked about love, finding the right person, the right person myth. And today, we're going to talk about sexual immorality. Now, in this text, we have God's plan for us is freedom. And he tells us to avoid sexual immorality. Now, if, if that command... If, if, if that command... I've lost my track, sorry. Sexual immorality would not lead to freedom because God said it. God gave us the command, God gave his command, flee from sexual immorality, avoid sexual immorality. And if sexual immorality led to freedom, then God would say it was all right. God would say go for it because God's plan for us is freedom. But if you go down the other end of the scale, clearly, clearly there's something going on there. There is something going on there. And I reckon, I reckon that it would lead to slavery. It would lead to bondage. It would lead to a terrible thing because God has commanded us to avoid sexual immorality. For example, go back to the very start of the Bible. Go back to the very start of the Bible, we have Adam and Eve kicking it in the garden, chilling, doing their thing, hanging with God. And then God says, guys, you guys are awesome, I love hanging with you and all this kind of stuff. You've got all that thing over there, you can name all the animals, you can walk around the trees, you can pick fruit, you can eat anything you want. But, but, don't eat Of that tree over there. That tree over there, the fruit looks good. The fruit is tasty. The fruit looks delicious. But you don't eat that. Because that is bad. And then we have our little friend, the devil, as a serpent. Slipping his way in. Slyly. Silky. Smooth. And he looks down at Eve and says, Eve, just touch it. Just touch it. Just reach out and touch it. And you just see Eve standing there nervously reaching out with her hand and it just brushes it. And I don't know, I've got a mixture of a fruit thing happening. I've got a, a peach that's the size of a mango that sort of tastes like a custard apple. That Yeah, anyway, it's this weird fruit. Anyway, um, and she touches it. And it's got the morning dew on it, and so a little bit of the dew touches her fingers, and, and, and she's in the moment. And the serpent says, well, you've touched it. Why not pick it? Why not pull it off the tree? There he goes, well, nothing's changed so far. It's in her hands. It's in her hands. And then he, then he coaxes her a bit more. Go for it. Sink your teeth into it they're juicy, I know how good it tastes, she brings it up to her lips, she opens her mouth, and she bites down, she bites down, and from that moment on, from that moment on, well, she gave it to Adam and then he had a bite as well, from that moment on, from that moment on, they were enslaved. They were experiencing freedom. They could literally walk with God in the garden. They were happy. They were free. They were able to have converse with God on a personal level. He was their mate. He was their best friend. He was part of their small group. He was whatever else. But as soon as they took that bite, as soon as they had that nibble, they were enslaved, disconnected. Bam. Gone. And that's exactly what the devil wants for us. That's exactly his approach. His approach is exactly the same way that it happened way back when, when he's coaxing Eve to have a little taste of that apple. He's reaching up, he's looking down and and you're reaching up going, have a taste, just touch it. He's just hinting you into it. He's trying to convince you to get into it. And as human beings, we're hungry. And as human beings, we are really hungry. And our hunger is cre- increases the more that he tries to entice us into having it. The more that he entices us to have it. And if you've made mistakes and, you, and, you, and you've, you've, you've crossed that void, and you know what I'm talking about because you feel heavy, you feel weighed down, nothing's the same anymore. Nothing's the same anymore, you can't look at that person the same, or you can't talk to that person because that's too awkward, you can't even surf on Facebook anymore because just seeing you with that person makes you unhappy. The weight is heavy, the weight is huge. But I want you to hear this, let me just get my breath back. I want you to hear this because this is the best news that I can give you today. This is the best news that I can give you today. Lock it in, take it to the bank, push the red button because this is the answer that we need. Make it, put it on a bumper sticker. Want to know why? Because bumper stickers can never come off. Isn't that right, Keith? Once you put a bumper sticker on, it's there for life. All right? This is the message I want for you. If you are in Christ, if you've chosen Jesus Christ as your saviour today, you have the freedom to choose freedom. Simple. Simple. Or as the meek say, simples. Simples. If you are in Christ, let me say that again, make that bump sticker. You have the choice, here we go, this is it, I've even shortened it even more. You have the freedom to choose freedom. You have the freedom to choose freedom. Let's go to Romans 8 and verse 12. Romans 8 verse 12. I've got too many post-its, and so you bypass everything. Romans 8, verse 12. Here we go. Scanning. Therefore, brothers and sisters. So he's talking to us, his family. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have no obligation. Oh, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh. We have an obligation, but it's not not to the flesh. Live according to it. Live according to it. We have an obligation. We have a debt. We have, we have um, things owing. It's kind of like a house. Courtney and I just built a house um, just over there. It's really cool. I get to walk to work and stuff. It's awesome. I forgot something the other week, and so I just walked home grabbed it and then came back. It was so good. Um, anyway, Courtney and I have a house, but we didn't have the money for the house, and so we went to the bank, did all the paper- the paperwork for buying a house. Wow. And then the government decides, we'll give you money, but you have to fill out 50,000 more paperwork, papers and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, we've, we went to the bank, we got, we got a home loan, we have got a mortgage. Logging into net banks, never been the same again, because we had a deposit and we're going, yeah! And we got this mortgage down the bottom now. But um, it's like that, and you pay it off monthly and whatever else. We have no obligation, but it's not to the flesh. I mean, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh. Our sinful nature, our desire to look at those things on the internet, our desire to do things sexually, those yearnings, that's our flesh trying to tell you that it owes you something. That, that urge you get when you hear something and you're like, oh, that could be cool. I'm just going to go check that out. That's your flesh trying to tell you that it owes you, you owe it something. When that urge comes to send that pic, when, when that person you've got no business um, going and chat with he wants to chat, but they want to do a bit more than that. You, and, and it's your flesh telling you that you owe it something. It's our sinful nature telling us that we owe it something. and as soon as you act on that you end up down this end of the scale in the slavery end of things because you've acted on it because you do feel like you owe it something But but the truth is you don't owe it anything you don't owe it a single thing and you can stare it right in the face and say no I don't owe you anything because we have the freedom to choose freedom through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. Now, <clears throat> to fight the urge. Now, I get all jazzed up when I'm talking fighting because I automatically think of Rocky. Da-da-da, da-da-da. But to fight the urge, and we get all excited when we read texts like this, and we get, we get extremely powerful, we get our minds, yep, nah, all sorted. I'm not going to do that anymore, I'm not going to look at that, I'm not going to um, see that person anymore, I'm not going to take photos, I'm not going to send them, I'm not going to do anything like that. And, and we get all excited and whatever else, but there is a way, there is a way that it sneaks up on us, and I'm going to show you, well I'm not going to show you, but I'm going to tell you how this happens. I'm going to tell you how this happens, and it's going to involve your imagination for a second, please, if I may, if I may have it. I want to picture, I want you to picture your mind I'm doing well. I want you to picture your mind as a living room. All right. Now it can be the one out of the IKEA catalogue, or it can be your living room at home. Doesn't matter. But I want you to picture your mind as a living room. And then there's a knock at the door and you get up and you go over to the door and you open it. And who's there? Porn. Pawn. Porn's there and Porn goes, hey man, how you going? And you go, yeah, good, don't really, don't really want to see you right now. And, and he goes, I just want to come in, hang for a little bit and then, and then we'll do stuff and then, and then whatever else. But you cut him off and you push him out and you shut the door. Gone. You have no business being here, porn. And then you go back to doing whatever you're doing, flicking on the TV, watching stuff, and then all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. You open the door and it's attention, and attention comes right in. Attention's got skittles, so you let him in. And attention is sitting on your couch and you're just chatting away. And attention comes in many different forms because for ladies it might be a pair of pants that might be just a little bit shorter than what you're used to. Or it might be a v-neck that cut a bit lower because you've seen someone else wear it and she gets all the attention, and so I'm going to wear that, maybe I'll get the attention. And boys, it might be cutting the sleeves off your shirt and doing a thousand bicep curls. And going down to the beach, all prepped up, ready to go, and it's just before you talk to that girl, you do five more push-ups just to beef him up a bit, just so you can get a bit more attention, and attention sitting there in your couch. And he's sitting there sharing his skittles. And then you're chatting away, you're chatting away, and then another knock at the door. You walk over to the door. And you open it, and it's that girl, or it's that guy, that you know, you can always get them to send you a pic, or that guy that'll always do anything you want him to, anything you want him to do. You've got him wrapped around that little finger, and it's that girl, and it's that guy, and and they've let themselves in. They didn't bring anything, by the way. They just they were empty-handed. They were just there, and they sit down next to attention, and they're sharing skittles. And then you walk over and grab another handful of Skittles and you're having a conversation and the conversation's going along well. It's fantastic. And then there's a knock at the door. So you get up and you walk over to the door, open the door and it's Instagram. How you going, Instagram? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. I've been to here, I've been to there. And you've started following your mates who are overseas on a holiday and they're in, I don't know, Europe or something, Croatia coast. I know that's nice. Let's go there. And so you've been living vicariously through them on their holiday, but then... Um, you follow that GoPro guy that's been taking amazing photos, or you follow National Geographic, they've got great photos, and then you follow that girl. That girl who you've met once, and, and she spends a lot of time tanning for some reason, and she's, she's been hanging out, and so you follow her, and then you follow these other guys, and all this kind of stuff, and, it's, and he takes a seat, and he's brought the CCs in the dip. So he sits down next to Skittles, next to that girl, next to those guys. And they're having a good chat. They're having a good chat. And you're talking about who knows what. Because you're all mates, you're all chilling, whatever else. Knock at the door. So you go over to the door. You open it. Who's there? Snapchat. I don't know anything about Snapchat, that's why I'm not excited about it. (laughs) Snapchat's there, and Snapchat comes in, Snapchat has ginger beer. Snapchat has ginger beer, but not only does he have ginger beer, he has that red licorice stuff. And red licorice stuff, and red frogs, anything red, Red Bull, I don't know. But he comes on in, and Snapchat... Is is cool? You thought, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. I can I can hang in with my mates. I can um, I don't know. I've got a snake Snapchat and then send it off and five people know about it. But then once they've clicked on it, it's gone. Apparently, apart from the guys sitting over in the US that have a bank of all the photos that are there. But anyway, we'll get that's a whole other thing. But then then it gets a bit more serious. You go, oh, I'm at the beach. I'm not whatevering and gone, 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 gone. And Snapchat builds and builds and builds and builds, and then they're all here. You can imagine them. We're up to about six people. We're up to about six people, and you're talking, and there's music playing, and whatever else, and then all of a sudden, you're too involved with what's going on here, and porn sneaks in the window. Porn, who you told has no business being here, has now entered into the room, and you didn't even know about it. He somehow got there, and you don't know. And you don't know. And your mind is getting noisier and noisier. It's just going whoosh, white noise almost. And, and this is the part that I really wanted it to work, the visuals to work, but it's not going to because I had planned to have, I'd lay it up about 50 different people talking all at the once, and then my voice would have been drowned out by those 50 people. And then I was going to walk over to the door because in the Bible, Revelation 3, verse 20, we have an awesome verse that goes in line with all of what I've just been talking about. But there is so much noise happening there, we hear a knock, a faint knock. But we were not, can't hear it because we're too busy partying, partying with all these distractions, all this noise that's happening here and there's a knock over there, but we can't hear it. And Revelation tells us that it's Jesus. Revelation tells us that it's Jesus and that he's standing at your door, standing at your mind's door, knocking, knocking. And that, my friends, is how it sneaks up on you. That is how it sneaks up on you. Our lives just get too busy, too noisy, and we can't hear what's going on at the door. And he's there, he's wanting to get to us, he's knocking, but we can't hear him. And it all started with the things that that aren't bad things. It all started with the things that aren't bad things. But just because they build, and they get noisy, and they get loud, and they keep building, keep building, keep building, keep distracting, and then all of a sudden that thing that we said no to has come through the back door, we've let it in two years ago. We weren't sleeping with that girl. Two years ago, you weren't looking at porn, all this kind of stuff. Because you let those distractions in but we don't hear the knock at the door. We don't hear the knock at the door. And it's that knock that's important. Because if you open that door, if you open that door, Jesus says, I'm coming in no matter what is happening in there. I'm coming in no matter what. In fact, if you open it just a touch, if you open it, just give it a hint. And if you say, who's there? Oh, it's Jesus. And before you can even say, come on in, boof, he's straight through and sitting down in the middle of the couch. He's got prime position in front of the TV. And there may be some of you here that are saying, what's Simo getting all excited about? What's he getting all sweaty about? What's he, what's he raising his voice? Why is he talking so fast? And, and for you, awesome. That's awesome. It it might be easy for you to hear the door. It might be easy for you to open the door, but Jesus still knocks for you as well. But then there's others because of your circum because of your issues. No, because of your circumstances or things you've gone through, something you've done or something that has happened to you. You might think that it's embarrassing or, or you've just gotten popular at school and, and boys and girls are texting you and, and whatever else and you feel your life filling up around you. And you, and you understand what I'm saying when you can't hear the knock. And, you, and it might be harder for you to open the door and you might start thinking, you might start thinking, nah, I'll just wait till I finish high school. Or, or you might start thinking, nah, I'll wait till I finish uni. Or, or you might say, nah, I need my license to do that. Or you might start coming up with all these different things, and that's exactly what the devil wants. He doesn't want you to open that door because he wants you to be trapped. He wants you to be attached to slavery. He wants you to be slavery. But over here, we had a saviour on a cross. Over here, we had a saviour who died on the cross so you could open your door, so you could choose freedom. We had a saviour who died so you could choose freedom from our sexual immorality. You have to choose. You have to choose. You can't, you can't have someone choose for you. You can't have someone choose for you because that person Will, won't be there tonight when, you, when you're googling that image you know you're going to google or well, that person won't be there or that, that, that person won't be there when you're doing, talking to that person or all of the above you have to choose to yourself for yourself if you hear Jesus knocking if you hear Jesus knocking if you need to turn some things down a bit so you can hear him knocking I urge you to open the door. I urge you to open the door because what have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? What have you got to gain? Everything. You've got to gain everything if you open the door. Um That's supposed to mute. Anyway, I'll switch it off.